1: Yes, that means you're listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. Please do slow down and, um, and just take a moment here and listen to, uh, to this show. I think it'll be of great benefit to those who do listen, but we'll uh, begin with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you who is life, truth, and love with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. All right, well, we're really excited. We have one of our regulars who's awesome, uh, Sarah Bartell, uh, on the line with us. I also have Thaddeus with me and um I'm just really excited about what we're gonna talk about today because uh Sarah along with her husband um has started something new that I think everybody out there will be really interested in and in, um tapping into to help their thing. It's called well first off Sarah, welcome.
2: <laughs> well thank you so much.
1: Yeah I'm
2: happy to be talking with you as always.
1: Yeah so grateful Perfect. that you're that you're here and so grateful for what what, what y'all are doing. But why don't um First, just remind, I guess what this is probably the third or fourth show you've been on with us, but remind these people one day it'll be just like, oh, Dr. Bortel. Oh,
2: the Seattle girl. (laughs) The
1: Seattle girl, yeah.
2: Yes, you bet. So I'm a moral theologian. I got my PhD in moral theology from the Catholic University of America about 10 years ago, Um, and I... Live in the Seattle area, where for many years now, my husband and I have been doing marriage and family life ministry, marriage prep retreats, mentoring, and then I give talks at parishes and have a book out that my grad school mentor and I co-edited called "A uh, Catechism of Marriage and Family Life." And folks can find out more about me at drsarahbartell dot com. Sarah with an H, Bartell with one L.
1: All right. All oh. right. Well
2: So and we've been married nineteen years, have four girls, ages five through fifteen, and a boy due this summer.
1: Fantastic. Uh, probably
2: just yeah, end of July actually. So say a little prayer. So really <laughs> really kind of slow,
1: travel. nothing going on, just kicking back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I was just thinking about I was talking with somebody this is a little bit of an aside, but I was talking with somebody, uh a good guy here walking out of mass the other day and he was like so how's it going? I said it's kind of crazy, but but I'm fin- figuring you know our kids are about to leave and I need to finish strong. You know I'm the old football coach. You know finish strong. That's right. I'm That's gonna right. Here. Finish strong. So I'm trying to finish strong, Sarah. But hopefully, you're, hopefully your hopefully your your uh, your new endeavor with with your husband um, that we're going to talk about today, the Cana Feast. Um, yeah. You want to tell like about that? How that, that we kind of mentioned it in a previous show, but I know now it's yeah. it's about to be out Getting there. So, and we want to get some people yeah, here involved. Yeah, it is involved. real, in fact. Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: so canafeast.com. And this is the week when folks can not only just, you know, check out our website and um, sign up for our emails and see the blog and info we've got going on. But this is launch week. So this is very exciting. Um, from July 8th through July 12th, doors are open to um, folks who want to sign up. And be part of this online ministry that we are starting to really help you, help uh, families be successful in having more resources to create a happy and holy family life. So we have St. Louis and Zélie Martin as our, our um, patrons, patron and patroness, uh, because that's what they had. They were St. Therese's mom and dad, and they had a business together. They work together at a home-based home, home business and raise their kids strong and happy in the faith, um, so much so that one's a saint now and one's on her way to St. Um, Leonie. So, yeah, they're really an inspiration for us. So their feast day is July 12th, and that's why I kind of chose this time of year to uh, to launch this initiative.
1: Fantastic. And, and so so, with regard to that, it, it's for parent, married couples – parents that are interested in enriching their own relationship and is it going to be kind of based internal to family it's not like a i mean it's a group i guess cyber group of sorts is that, <laughs>
2: cyber group. i don't know if that, yeah, <laughs> hey listen you're talking like about cyber 54. warfare uh, yeah, man it sounds kind of
1: but uh but is that is dangerous that, is that correct
2: uh, well yeah so folks might be familiar with um Groups like Blessed Is She, it's oh, an yeah. online membership for women, you know, who want to sign up and, you know, they enroll, mm-hmm. and then they get resources to support their prayer life. Or Bishop Barron has Word on Fire Institute, and my okay. husband is a very enthusiastic member of that. Um, so he, you know, pays per month and then gets all these, all this um, access to lessons and um, talks by, and interviews with Bishop Barron and his group and his team. So, it's like that, where it's like a monthly deal. You sign up um, on a monthly basis, and then you get access to all the, um, all the everything that we're creating inside this membership. So, it's meant we're especially interested in supporting, like in a post Cana kind of way, newlyweds up through about 15 years of marriage. Like, folks who have been married more can still benefit, but we really want to support people. Married couples, even if there's just one Catholic in the marriage, that's, that's enough. <laughs> so both spouses can be Catholic or one spouse can be Catholic. But we're giving them relationship skills, you know, videos. Consider it like a do-it-yourself at-home retreat. So once a month they'll get a video with like a, a oh, nice. little mini retreat or mini lesson and then a reflection questions or a worksheet to go with that. So it's something you can do at home. Don't need to get any babysitting. Just an at-home date
0: night. That is a big we'll deal, not having to have babysitting.
1: And it is a. It's right. also. It's also a big deal, I think, to to because I know what happens is you know we, we talk about talking about things with your spouses and things go and it's like, hey, we were going to talk about that. Well, that was three months ago, and it just kind of it kind of gets put off and put off. How did but, you know
0: about the internal
1: workings of my family life? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm afraid they're like everyone else's. <laughs> I was like, but, exactly it. Yeah. But I, but so, but I, what I found is it's like anything else. I mean, there's things that I've learned that, you know, just put it on the calendar, you know, or have something that may, and then that makes you have to actually do it mm. as opposed to those vague. Hey, let's get together. I mean, we have friends that we've yeah. been talking uh, talking about getting together for three years that we never have because never <laughs> said like, okay, get out your book and let's put it on the calendar. So I like that's the fact, why we never get to go over to your house. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think that I do think that it's it's nice to have like a monthly reminding and say hey okay we're going to do this. So I think that just from just a internal to at least our household that would be a good uh, operational advantage. Uh, for Agreed. That, if that makes sense. Yeah. Agreed. So that's cool. So maybe this is
2: doable. And like not every married couple who wants to go on a marriage enrichment retreat has relatives nearby who can watch all their kids or, you know, time from their work schedules to be able to make that happen or the money to, you know, I don't know what, um, going rates for, you know, one or two day retreats are and you're. In Texas, but you know it's, it's a pretty good investment up here in the Seattle area. A couple hundred dollars often. Yeah, that sounds so, about
1: um, equivalent. It's about right. And then you got you know how to, who's going to take care of the kids? And I mean, there's just it, it, I know that sometimes we run just because we're thinking of all the logistics before <laughs> before like mm-hmm. not just the money, but just all of the all the things that have to be put in order to be able to do that. Um, so I like that I like that aspect too as well. That it's something that can be done at home. Uh,
0: so Sarah, I had a question, um, you know, with Trey and Stephanie, they're, setup set up or something that characterizes them is Trey's got the theology training. He's got the kind of academic background specific to marriage and family life. And Stephanie, although highly educated woman, that's not where her educational expertise lies, but she's got the, you know, the practical yeah. side, not that not that Trey doesn't have the practical right. side, but you know, you see what I'm driving at.
2: Yeah. Right. Do you, yeah.
0: Is it, is it sort of a flipped situation with you and your husband or does he also have some, some academic or professional kind of training that he brings to this?
2: Well, my husband has a master's in philosophy from okay. Catholic youth. So okay. he can go real deep. Um, and Aristotle is his his favorite guy oh, and nice. Thomas Aquinas also. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, he really gets it at the abstract level, um, but also is very down to earth and knows how to communicate things. So he's been working in tech for a while. He works at Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. And, oh. uh, you know, can really make so, and how, how he succeeds in, in his role now at Amazon is he's able to make abstract, kind of big picture concepts really practical and easy to understand for people. Um, and he is an, an experienced. You know, card-carrying daddy of uh, four girls, so he, he's got he's got those years in the trenches of fatherhood under his belt. And mm-hmm. we've been doing marriage prep ministry together for almost ten years now. So, side by side, we've been mentoring couples, talking with them, reviewing different marriage prep and marriage enrichment resources, seeing you know what we like from this program or that program. Right. Um, leading retreats together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a really great speaker and thinker, and and he's the one who brings the fun too. So I'm I'm the theologian, mm-hmm. and I love the theology and getting yeah. serious and making sure everyone understands all this, you know, beautiful, great teaching our church has. But here's a great example for our marriage prep retreat. I wanted to get a lot of content into this, you know, one weekend we have with these couples, and then, um, you know, we, I had created a schedule where we have. Just lots of presentations and, uh, you know, time for the couples to reflect. And my husband looked at the schedule and he's like, okay, we need a party in there. Let's take Friday <laughs> night and make this a dessert social so the couples can get to know each other and talk yeah. about their stories and how they met and got engaged. Yeah. And it made the whole weekend so much better. Such a positive vibe. So he, he's, he brings that, that fun to the dynamic.
0: Very good. Very good. So um, with. Uh not not asking you to you know name any names here about different um, marriage prep approaches. <laughs> what did you what did over the course of your experience and based on the two of your training and and uh, yeah. education, what did you kind of feel or think was um, particularly maybe underemphasized or wholly missing um, that yeah. you want to you want to do through Cana Feast. And again, we're talking to Dr. Sarah Bartell, a theologian, writer, um, marriage counselor, um, about her new endeavor, she and her husband's new endeavor, Cana Feast, which is at canafeast.com, and it's going to be live sign-up this week.
2: That's right. Yeah, so what, what we found was a lot of the programs being used in our area in the Northwest, and I kind of suspect this was a nationwide for, for a long time, and it's starting to change. A lot of these programs being used in parishes emphasized relationship skills, conflict, and communication, and were pretty weak or wishy-washy or watered down in the area of theology, sexual ethics, domestic church
0: yes um, amen you're talking our language here
2: (laughs) pardon me got a little cold here so so we really looked for awesome programs like together in god's love um, which have the theology and mention the you know the way that we live as disciples it live our sexuality and um and really, what we want to give in Cana Feast is real strong support, inspiration, encouragement in those areas the theology of marriage, spirituality, couple prayer, um, you know, figuring out fertility, um, whether it's learning NFP to a, um, or which method of NFP, because there's kind of a whole NFP world. There's not just one size fits all NFP method. Mm-hmm. But that you know, the natural family planning method that's going to work best in your marriage, yeah, and how to use it in your marriage so that it's uniting and not you don't want to just cause
0: of, when you're in a group of Catholics, you don't want to just go throwing around. Well, I just used this is the you know natural family planning method I use because you know, you may have some symptothermals square off against some Creighton models, and there could be some oh, real, you know,
2: damn fight, yeah, <laughs>
0: some, some real <laughs> and there's new conflict,
2: ones too. But- yeah, there's a fem app and yeah. lots of new things coming. That's out. true. That's true. It's come
1: a long way. It's come a long, long way from the yeah. old rhythm method. But I, but you know, it's funny you say that. And 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 the whole, the the entire reason for together in God's love was because of exactly what you're saying. Is that there, the the loss of connection. You know, I mean, you can go to lots of marriage help places to get, you know, how to better communicate. You know, you know. Don't, don't use the you, you know, all of those different things, but but the need I to connect right. the, the need to connect that with we have the wealth of this is a sacrament that Jesus <laughs> instituted forever and has been in existence for since the beginning. Um and and that for us not to be able to infuse and guide and direct all those practical day-to-day things is a disservice to those people. So that was part of the reason that, that we did. And I'm so excited that y'all are doing it because this actually extends beyond uh, or to, to my concern of doing just p- the pre-canotype or the pre-marriage pre-mar- preparation that well, what happens after they get married? I mean, what are you, you going to do for them when they get married? Because, you know, everybody enters the marriage um Wanting to stay married, <laughs> I think, and then yeah. all of a sudden, concrete things begin to happen. I mean, there are, are, are tough situations, and you need to have something that you can go to to help continually make that connection and go forward. So I'm really excited about what you do, and we're me being the old theology guy that's <laughs> makes me excited that there's that and the parties too. So we can have parties. Yeah. Huh? well, yeah. So, I
2: mean, don't you feel like when you've mentored couples, you know, when you have that last session and you say goodbye, you're like, have a nice life, you know, good luck with the next six decades or right. seven decades together? Yeah, good um, you know, luck. We,
1: well, I was, it's, just, I... it's
2: nice to give, like, you know, because couples struggle, even if they got a great marriage prep, once they hit real life, it's really helpful to have guidance through those different struggles that you're going to face and guidance from the church and and from couples who've been there is just the best you
1: know right and so and so and so something that's really important about that as well is i think sometimes you can get so much on an island that you think you're the only one that's having this problem or this whatever mm-hmm. it is and it's so comforting um that you have a group that you can go to and say, "Oh, you're going through that." You know, like like Thaddeus just saying, "Well, how do you know what's going on to my household?" Because I'm just like you're just like pretty much everybody else. Um, we all struggle well, with that, and that's helpful.
2: And Catholics in the culture, you know, we can feel kind of isolated in because we have a particular mission in living our marriages as sacramental marriages and living our family life as a domestic church. And sometimes we can feel kind of alone in that, or or wonder, like, you know, how do other people deal with this situation, like teaching our kids, you know, the true meaning of authentic sexuality, for example. And it's so helpful to have other families say, like, oh, we used this book with our kids and it worked great, or, you know, this is how we got through that problem. And so we're definitely emphasizing a community aspect inside Cana Feast where um, families can share these resources with each other. And once a month we're going to highlight a resource, you know, whether it's a book, or a video series, or a website that, you know, touches on a particular aspect of marriage and family life, and, um, you know, talk about its pros and cons, and, um, you know, really get deeper inside it. But we're also going to have just a whole list of resources and lots of different topics for people to access. So I just, I love sharing good information with people, and encouraging Catholics to keep strong in their, their mission of being a holy, happy, family
1: and having a holy, happy marriage. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm ecstatic about the whole thing. So
0: Again, we're talking with Dr. Sarah Bartell. She is launching, along with her husband, their new marriage enrichment and support uh, website. It's called Cana Feast, canafeast.com, Cana as in the uh, wedding at Cana, and this is their sign-up week where you can be one of their founding members. Now, what's going to be special about being a, a founding member real quick, Dr. Bartel?
2: Oh, great. Well, because you get a lifetime low, like lower than everyone else is going to get um, member, monthly membership rate. So we're just going to start out with you know, this reduced discounted rate as we create the site and refine it. And as our me- founding members... Um, we're really looking to them to give us feedback about like, oh, this was, you know, a really useful topic or, you know, maybe that one we don't want so much. We want, you know, more of what, you know, just really giving us that that feedback about what's helpful and what they'd like to see more of, because we want to create something that'll really be a strength to serve couples as best as possible. So we're going to do, you know, an official bigger launch in December, beginning of December, um, and then all the information from what our founding members have shared will help make that just really be a great blessing nationwide to a much bigger audience.
1: That's awesome. I was just thinking, as you were saying that, my my son is getting married this coming weekend, um, the one that's coming up, and so um, I'm thinking we may just, that may be... Not not the only wedding gift, but, <laughs> 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 oh,
2: wow.
1: but Trevor but, well, might be but, a little uh, disappointed if that's the only but, uh, wedding gift he gets. But um, <laughs> but I but I do think that that would be great because I I think the biggest struggles. I mean, I know in our own marriage, the biggest struggles that we had were were in the first five years. There there were other bigger struggles, I think, but struggles in terms of our connection and communion and our feeling where we were in it together. I think that like later on we had struggles, but I don't know. We felt like we were kind of, Stephanie and I were in it together. I think at the beginning, and we were kind of just getting used to, Hey, who are you? And I didn't know I signed yeah. up for this, you know? So yeah, for sure.
2: It takes, it really takes a while to build up that sense of unity and to figure out how to just, how to get, go through life together, united and, even if couples have, um, you know, really strong Catholic faith, they, you know, know and love the church's teachings, some of those basic human things we all have to figure out in relationships, you know, it, it can be really helpful to get good advice and guidance in that. You know, grace builds on nature. And so we are mm-hmm. the very first stepping stone of our success path is to look at those human level relationship skills. Um, and she just about.
0: dr bartell just dropped some uh st thomas aquinas on you just there folks she just slipped that right in there that's right. yeah. that's what she's yeah. talking about she's integrating the theology with the practicality right which is and that's I what mean, that's and, what we need and that's where, that's the genius of catholicism
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna it make a, a quick aside here to play this when when we were we were having trouble with having six kids under six at one point and and um and Stephanie looked at me because it did look like this. She said, we cannot handle this. <laughs> and, oh, and I, and I, and I being the theologian, I always tell people, I said, the first thing out my mouth was God doesn't give us things that we cannot handle. And I, and you know, I, I always tell you, how do how you, how do you think point. the response was? And we said, oh, Treya, thank you for reminding me of that. It, it's all better <laughs> now. She got really quiet as a, as a, as a Cajun does not do unless something's serious going on. So there was, I was waiting for the explosion. There was not one. She just said, well, then we're not. And I've always used that as the example of, okay, you've got to trust that God's going to give you the grace. You have to start with that end of it. But then you do have to say, okay, there's something we have to do to cooperate with that. And I think her point was, which she always does brings me down to earth at that point was, okay, I'll trust. In what you say, God is not giving us something we can't handle. The six kids under six, okay. What do we need to do to handle it? Trusting in His grace because we're not handling it right um, now. Because we're not handling it right now. And I, I yeah, well go ahead.
2: And it's you know, and we have initiative, and you know, God like gives us our free will and our resources, and um, you know, maybe it's like you know, maybe a couple in that situation like needs to learn. You know, there's maybe there's parenting skills, or you know, household management skills, or things like that. You know, that are that are human level that can God's going to help you uh, connect with what what it is you need to learn to get through what He's giving you to handle. Does that sound R-
1: right? Yes.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I know that um, one of the things that we wanted to make sure we got through was was it, it looks like there's like five maybe areas or how would you five, it, pillars, five or areas pillars or areas or area that, that, you, that the cana feast is going to yeah. build on, which I thought we're all at the center of every marriage. I mean, and family. So would do you think it'd be good to go through? Yeah, those? I think
0: so. Here's what I was thinking about, about doing, uh, Sarah was you've got mm-hmm. these five pillars there. Revitalize your relationship, strengthen your spirituality, embody your love, figure out fertility and fire up your family. Now, everyone probably out there listening can kind of imagine what would be the typical, some of the typical contents of maybe those pillars. So what mm-hmm. I was going to ask you to, or give you an opportunity to do is kind of going back to what your impetus was for putting Cana Feast together, that's canafeast.com, is let you talk about what what is Cana Feast kind of doing uniquely in those Areas or or what it, kind of what does it look like that that bringing of the the philosophy and the theology the teaching of the church um, the strong sexual ethic to bear on those pillars that you know we we kind of recognize some of that language does that make sense
2: yeah
0: okay yeah, so let's sure. start with revitalize your relationship
2: awesome so all of this this is our these pillars are ordered in this sequence on purpose, and it's really, um, we want to bring couples on a journey from wherever they are in their marriage to an endpoint of feeling passionate, inspired, enthusiastic about their marriage and their family life and their faith. So whether the starting point is like outright struggle, like we are just barely, we're in survival mode and we're barely getting through our day because we've got something like six kids under six or we're bickering all the time and we just can't seem to communicate and we're just fighting all the time. And now if a couple's in real serious trouble and they need counseling, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to help those couples, but if they're, you know, like at a a survivable level of (laughs) bickering and negativity and just going through a rough patch, you know, we, we want to be able to help them. Or maybe it's their idealistic, starting out newlyweds, but just don't know, like, how do you make all this happen? Maybe your parish doesn't have, you know, an awesome marriage enrichment program that you can go to or speakers or, you know, a a study or whatever. Um, That's the path we want to take couples on from struggle or tired or blah to fired up, passionate, enthusiastic sense sense of mission. So revitalize your relationship is the first step on that because like like I said earlier, grace builds on nature and if you can get that human level uh, just the, the relationship between the husband and the wife to be a positive one, that mm-hmm. is really the foundation for everything else. That is going to change your sex life, that's going to change your um, spiritual unity, that's going to change the atmosphere in the home with your kids. So that's the very first stop is making sure couples know how to express gratitude and affirmation to each other every day a lot Mm -hmm. so that that's like the majority balance of the type of communication they're having is positive communication. Mm -hmm. And this is things like you can get this other places in the culture and we're going to bring in the best of things like the love languages and uh, research from John Gottman and his Mm -hmm. wife who are, experts in marriage, in relationships on the secular level here in the Seattle area. Um, but there's just some things we know about how uh, spousal relationships work best. And so, yeah, so we're going to just and, make that kind of the, the founding.
1: And I you know, want to uh, make a here. comment on this. I remember, and it's always stuck with me, and we've kind of told our kids this. Is when, when we were younger, my mom and dad used to go away once a year, maybe twice a year, um, to just get away, and you know, as we got older, like, okay, what? Why are you doing this? I remember my mother saying, Because I got to live a lot longer with this guy than I do with you, and yeah, and I, and, and there's something true about the fact that you know, everything flows, the, the children flow from that relationship. So, I mean, have you ever thought about that? Or maybe, maybe I'm just echoing something already, yeah. but I think it's important to put the marriage. At the center, I get—I mean, Jesus at the center, in, in, within the yeah. sacrament. But but that relationship is being, you know, like so. We've talked about using things with our kids when when the kids talking back to to mom. You know, to for me to say, "Do not talk to my wife that way," as opposed to "Don't talk to your mother that way." Um, Ooh. to kind of to put a heightened emphasis. This is a relationship <laughs> that's superior. <laughs> <laughs> to yours, you know, and I think that those, sometimes that language, which we said fl- is flowing, I think, from my way of looking at that being the center, that the, the, the sacrament, um, that the grace flows from that, but trying to be true to that. Cause I think sometimes you can get other, not that you don't, we all spend all our time with uh, so much time with our kids, but sometimes I think it's important to point back to, Hey, none of this exists without this, which God has brought together.
2: What oh, do you absolutely. about that? Yeah, That's... that marriage is the foundation of the family. And it can be really easy to slip into seeing things the other way around because kids' needs are so immediate and urgent mm-hmm. and kind of unending. You know, you can meet all their needs and then there's more. There's more. Right. <laughs> it's kind of to infinity. But if you really protect and prioritize the marriage, that love relationship between husband and wife. And no, that that came before kids. Once all the kids are grown and out of the house, that's what's going to endure after. And so it really needs care and maintenance and nurturing during those years with kids at home. That's something we really want to empower couples and encourage them to do. And so, you know, things like creative ideas for date nights, inexpensive, easy date nights at home. In fact, if listeners want to go to our knfd.com website, we're going to have um, a resource there. You can download a list of our top ten date easy date ideas. You can right. do a lot of them at home with no babysitting, or that are you know inexpensive or quick and easy to do. So yeah, because because you need a little sense of fun and romance in there too. It's not just and, all work.
1: And before and before we move on to the next one, another thing that we we were kind of taught that always helped to point to the centrality of the marriage was we had what was called couch time, but eventually became, you know, kitchen time, which was nobody can talk to us. It's just unless the house is burning or somebody's bleeding, <laughs> you, oh know, you know, we're, for 20 minutes, we're going to set the timer, no interruptions. Me, It's mom and dad time to talk about the day, about whatever we want to. So even that's not a date, but that was a standing, we get time. To ourselves. What to did you, you call that? Well, it was originally called couch time, which we would sit down on a couch and set the timer, and nobody bothers us. But, but it evolved into because of just the busyness of the household. Hey, let's we need to do this like a, while we're cooking dinner for people. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, that's kind of what, what we. So, that's kind of what we do. Know. It's
0: more in, it's more informal, but, but sometimes it, we just say, yeah, we leave the, leave you know, the room now." We
1: set the timer <laughs> and go. When that timer goes off, you can come and ask. But yeah. right now,
0: it's yeah. us. Um, I want to I want to get us out of this first pillar and onto yeah, the other yeah, ones, but I, I think it's still important to. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to just linger on here. Something that I think is a real concern to me is um, if you look out there at um, the families of origin, to use the term mm-hmm. of art, that people are right. coming from. Mm-hmm. There's a more and a larger and larger percentage of people who are coming from a family of origin that is broken. It's they're coming from divorce. Okay. And I think it's it's one thing to maybe intellectually understand that marriage is a lifetime commitment, but it's a whole different thing if that has been modeled for you and to you in the everyday and you come from a stable family. Um how do you are you guys going to try to backfill some of that for people who are are coming out of not, maybe not having the example of their parents having made and kept a lifelong commitment and, and what, what that can do for the marriage, just knowing in your guts that you're, you're just not going to quit and you're going to do whatever it takes to, to hang in there through the good times and the bad, like the uh, vows say, does that that make sense?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that is huge. Um, I'm really glad you brought that up because the good news is there is a lot of insight and healing that husbands and wives can, can access through the grace of the sacraments and through reflection and prayer, too. Um, just when you really look at what patterns you picked up without even realizing it right. from your family's origins. And, you know, why you do the things you do in your marriage now, why you have the expectations you have, or the fears, right. or the, um, you know, whatever it is. But yeah, absolutely, that's a really important piece, um, just that awareness and healing of what the wounds are. And I would say every family is broken to a certain degree because of original sins. That's right. Except mm-hmm. the holy family, you right. know. <laughs> but even if you grew up in an awesome solid, you know, family where your parents stay together, there's something, because of the woundedness, original sin, there was something that you picked up or wounds that you got that are holding you back from loving as freely as you can in this marriage to this man or this woman. And, you know, maybe what worked well for mom and dad isn't what your husband or wife needs. That's right. right. So there's, yeah, looking at family of origin and being really reflective and aware of that. And then... And if there's real serious wounds, bringing that to Jesus um, in the sacraments and in prayer for healing, and maybe even at times, you know, realizing what it is you might need to talk to a counselor about, um, that's all really valuable and can just help you love your own husband or wife just more fully, be more available to your kids. That's a great point. Really important point. Yeah. So
0: we're talking with Dr. Sarah Bartell, and she is rolling out her new marriage um, marriage uh, enrichment curriculum and online community. It's called Cana Feast, like the marriage at Cana, C-A-N-A-F-E-A-S-T dot com, Cana Feast. And we're going to talk about a couple more of the central pillars to her curriculum. And the next one is Strengthen Your Spirituality. We've got about 15 minutes left. All
2: right. So once you've got some, you know, built up habits of expressing gratitude and affirmation regularly to each other. We like to move on kind of, if you're thinking of like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, where first you make sure you've got food and shelter, and then you can kind of move up to the higher levels of meaning. Um, Then we're going to look at really creating a spiritual intimacy, specifically through couple prayer. And uh, this is something that maybe Catholic couples, have never had modeled for them, um, even if they're going to Mass every Sunday and praying grace before meals with their their kids. Maybe if you, they may even have, like, a family prayer time. But do they have a practice of praying one-on-one as husband and wife every day? And there's lots of different forms this can take. So we're really excited to share with couples. You know, we'll have videos um, and descriptions and, like, kind of guides so you can find your, your style for what's going to be... Um, you know something that you can try as a husband and wife to add this in, because when you do, when you're drawing daily on the power of God's grace and asking His protection and blessing for your marriage by praying together as a couple, oh, that just makes this huge spiritual and emotional difference in the whole character of your your marriage and your household. So that's something we're really excited to bring to couples.
0: How do you get over that? awkward feeling when you the first few times that you do it i think that can be a lot of times um a showstopper for couples they may they may try it for a little bit of time but they just i think it takes a lot of time to work through that awkward sense of and praying you, in front of someone else Do you know
1: what what, what I is know. that i mean what is do you any thoughts on what that is because everybody i know has that as an issue I including know. myself is that just, i think what
0: because you know prayer what? is so intimate you don't realize how intimate prayer is until you have to do it in front of, in front of someone else. Right. From your soul.
2: That's, yeah. Uh. And because you're showing the innermost part of yourself, which, you know, that sacred relationship between you and God, mm-hmm. and then like pulling back the veil and letting your husband or wife see that, it is very intimate, which is why it's so bonding when you can work through the awkwardness because think of it, you know, as husband and wife, married people, you had to reveal right. your body to each mm-hmm. other at a certain point to consummate your marriage. And that that can be kind of an awkward thing too. Like this is me, <laughs> right. um, you know, warts and all. Um, and, and that's very, you know, an intimate sharing and this is too, but so yeah, we do just encourage couples, just laugh through it, it is gonna you know really likely feel awkward the first few times. There's different ways too. not everybody likes to make up spontaneous prayers out loud, yeah, and that's fine. We can go to our memorized prayers or you could write a prayer together that you recite together, or you could do Lexio Divina mm-hmm. or pray from the Liturgy of the Hours, mm-hmm. which is really well suited, you know mm-hmm. with the back and forth in the mm-hmm. verses, so cool. yeah.
0: That's good. So that's great. That's I'm, a, I'm that's very yeah. excited about that you're going to do, that that's a, a whole pillar for for y'all. Next, embody your love. Embody your love. Yes.
2: This is what's so fun about being Catholic is the physical world, the material, our bodies. It's an incarnational faith. Mm-hmm. The carne, the flesh, is really important. And this really shines through in our theology of Marriage, that, that one flesh union, uniting bodily, is, is a key part of our sacrament of marriage. Um, the two become one flesh. So we're talking about sexuality in this pillar here. Um, and whether we like it or not, a lot of us have been formed by the culture's ideas of, in this area mm-hmm. um, in ways that may surprise you. Like, maybe, you know, you've got the ideas about purity and chastity and wh- what's appropriate and when, totally in line with church teaching, but you've been formed by the culture to think, this is just something that's fun. This is like the dessert, right? Instead right. of, this is the, like, priority, and this is something really important that we need to make a regular part of our marriage in order to, um, in order to renew our covenant. So we, we're going to talk about that, kind of, you know, attitudes about it, um, about speaking with your body, because this is what's great from the theology to body that John Paul II gave us is we know that, um, the body speaks a language and that we're communicating something when we unite in the marital embrace as husband and wife. And so, um, you know, in an appropriate way, we're going to guide couples to really understand more deeply how they can put words to touch, to really use that as a time of deep communication and, and expressing that's the a, love and gratitude we have. Yeah,
0: and bring bring in the next pillar, figure out fertility. They're they're right next to to each other for a reason because often couples want to make embodying their love a regular part of their marriage, but they are fearful of the consequences of embody of embodying their love. And so mm-hmm. then they opt for mistaken, you know, correctives or solutions to that. And so they have to, we have to be guided and understand um, the fullness of, of, of that activity, right?
2: Oh, yeah. And there's just a lot of different areas of struggle here with fertility. Yeah, maybe it's that, you know, most typically a couple's been um, formed by the culture to see birth control as sort of, you know, artificial birth control as the default thing to do. And this whole concept that that's uh, actually, you know, not in line with our ethical and moral principles and understanding of what the meaning of sexuality is, like that's a big conversion to, to happen. And we love guiding couples in that. But then even within, you know, those couples who love and understand the church's teaching, you can have struggle and areas of pain in lots of different areas. Maybe a couple is super duper duper fertile and, you know, they've got like five kids under age four and they're just afraid to even look at each other or hold hands because they're just (laughs) not trusting their, (laughs) their NFP method. You know, I've talked to friends in that situation. That's a hard one. Or maybe on the other end, you know, they've been married seven or eight years and they're struggling with infertility and they just wish they could have, you know, some children and, Um, They're starting to think about, well, maybe IVF, maybe we should look at some of these artificial methods, even though they're against church teaching and and not realizing that um, the Creighton model, for example, studies prove is more effective than IVF at helping couples achieve. But there's lots of great resources for how how couples can help achieve pregnancy, different kinds of um, NFP methods. There's a whole um, world of NFP methods, lots of different models. Lots of new um, method, like new technologies like the FEM app are coming out. So we're just going to try to have like a flow chart sort of situation where we can really help couples figure out what it is that will help them best. Or, you know, you can have well-meaning Catholic couples using a mainstream NFP method, but there's a lot of like sense of bitterness about it or... Um, struggle, and so we really want to help couples feel in it together, they're tracking together, they're making their decisions together, where it's not one or the other being the, you know, gatekeeper or whatnot. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yeah, And a lot of that goes back to the very first bullet point under the very first pillar, revitalize your relationship, and it's desire to live church teaching. So much of everything in these other pillars is stemming from the couple and the two spouses having that desire to really take the risk or strike out into uncharted, not uncharted waters, but kind of live that adventure of, okay, let's let's do this according to what the church and our Lord says. Mm-hmm. Let's take that risk.
2: Yeah. And when my husband, Nathan, Speaks uh, from a man's perspective about NFP to so the engaged couples on our retreats and when we're mentoring. He really talks about that. He really hadn't heard about NFP until we were engaged. And, um, you know, he'd been raised Catholic, but kind of, you know, not super well catechized and uh, really not realizing that there was a teaching against artificial contraception. So um, when when I shared with him, well, I'm never using artificial contraception. We're going to learn NF, you know, I'm going to learn NFP. And and this is my hope for our marriage. Uh, he, it was a real leap of faith for him. He didn't, you know, he didn't really understand why at the time. Now with, you know, more reflection and that philosophy degree and um, whatnot, he's completely, you know, he can explain it better than I can. The difference, moral and spiritual differences between artificial and um Contraception and, and NFP, but he said, you know, after we got married, um, this was just like the scariest thing he'd done. He felt like you're at the top of the roller coaster, about to coast down, and it was that sense of giving up control. Like, yeah. you know, there's no illusion of control here. You really are trusting God um, in your in this aspect of your marriage. And Betty said it was so incredibly powerful and bonding. You know, it just. The only other time he felt like that was when our firstborn daughter was born and put into his hands for the first time. He's like, "What? Wow!" There's <laughs> yeah, that's a there's no guidebook. You know, this is just this entrusting and, yeah. and lack of control, yeah. but, but in a, in a good way where and I'm excited it's freedom. It's for freedom.
1: I'm excited that that you're doing that because I think it needs to be something that's brought up over and over and people are able to learn about it. I just, I think that's not something you just go look up. I'm glad that if somebody signs up for this, they would have access. To it more readily, and it might even it'll come up more frequently because I think that's how people come to know it is. If they study the beauty of it, then they get there. But I know we want just a little bit. Yeah, more... Yeah, we got
0: five out. minutes, Sarah, and you mentioned the fir- your firstborn child, and that leads right into the last pillar, which is fire up your family.
2: Yes. So once you've got some kids, you know, <laughs> it's right. through embodying your love, and you have a family, parents are the first heralds of the gospel for their children, and so there's a real mission to make your family an intentional domestic church, a place where um, a culture of faith flourishes. So we just have lots of fun, creative ideas for how families can do that, how they can create a routine of family prayer, how they can evangelize within their church, within their domestic church. And even like the ultimate goal is that your family is um, an agent of evangelization for the community around you. So making that a joyful, uh, flourishing part of family life, you know, that, that faith is really vibrantly alive there. That's the goal here, is fire up your family.
1: I think that's, I mean, that's another thing that I think you st- we can struggle with. And oh, what do we do? How can we get everybody together? And, I, and it's something else that I think that if we can put it on the calendar, if we can have some something that helps us, because if we're out there looking for it on our own, it can be put off, you know, it can it can be maybe a little bit too challenging. So the thing I love about this is we've gone over the five is, I mean, these are items that we should all be working on, but at least now it gives a venue and some content and it's consistent with Catholic teaching that will provide a a way for families to, you know, on a monthly basis, weekly basis, whatever, to have something in front of them so that they're, you know, we always talk about pitching pennies and that you just do, you need to do... This and that, as you go throughout life, and that will have an impact. So, so excited about Cana Feast, <laughs> I really am, That's and I sweet. and I'm going to. I'm probably going to do one for us, but I'm going to buy. I'm going to get Stephanie to do that. So tell me the tell me the website again. It's Cana Feast.
2: Cana dot com. Yes. Yeah, so we're really excited to be welcoming people into that this week as you're listening.
1: Mm-hmm. We need a bunch of needed a, a, a uh, onslaught of people from the. Central Texas, yeah, area. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's just take over that, we'll take, yeah, that thing, right? Right, exactly. Love it. So, uh, yeah. anyway, how much time we got there?
0: We are sitting at two minutes. Two minutes. Did so you want to anything else? Last last word, Sarah, it? and then and then we'll let Trey do the uh, do the memory verse for this week.
2: Yeah. Well, so we ha- at our marriage prep retreats and what we see in the northwest, we have a lot of couples where one's Catholic and one's not. So. Folks who are listening in that situation might think, well, okay, so how is that going to work for my family, you know, to create a culture of faith? We can just start with virtue. And so one activity we love to do on our retreats that we're going to do in Cana Feast, too, is help couples create a family coat of arms and a mission statement or motto. Oh. And so that can just be like, you know, we stand for joy or we stand for hospitality or integrity or whatever it is. is. I always wanted to do that. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Sorry it's, to interrupt. It's really... Great way to be united. Anyway, it's fun activity. Makes me so no. I mean, I, I'm serious. As you said that it, it really did. Like oh, you know, they're about to graduate <laughs> and leave. I'm like, man, we never did that. We talked about it. We actually <laughs> think so. Um, I, I would challenge everybody to do it. it. Even the exercise of thinking about doing it was helpful. So not I'm so too excited. Late.
2: And then your family reunions, you can have that motto on your T-shirt. You know, you can keep it, keep it alive.
1: I bet. Go, y'all go do that. I mean, seriously. And and now you can hear y'all. So, you know, it's, you know, Texasized, <laughs> 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 but not in the catechism. So, all
0: right. So much, so, uh, so much fun today talking with you, Sarah, as always, you and your husband are launching Cana Feast. This week is the opening for um, founding people who join in this week are going to be founding members and they're going to have a special role in helping y'all shape the, um, the lessons and some of the content and sort of the, the, the direction and the way it, it unfolds, Correct.
2: Yes,
0: that's right. So we're really honored and excited to have y'all in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's CanaFeast well Doctor Sarah Bartell is our guest today. Trey, yeah, take so, us on so, out of here.
1: So we're gonna do the we're gonna do the um, verse for the day is gonna be John two five and keeping with Cana, his mother said to the servants, "Do whatever he tells you." And if you do, it'll be awesome. Um, that's my version. <laughs> 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 God bless you guys. Um, remember, pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you, and He will.